You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You, you feel this, this nervousness on the phone there? Sir, I've been trying to make an urgent phone call up there. Well, I don't think it's something I want to do on an overseas phone. You got to make some phone calls. Hang up the phone. Prank caller. Prank caller. Prank caller, everyone. Watch out. Coming at you, hat. Well, it's been slow going over here on uh, the Packernet After Dark hotline, but obviously after a Packers win, things perked up a little bit. In fact, we got several before the game, a couple during, and um, several, several, several for after. Um, do have a rule that if you're a new caller, you go first. Uh, I think we're going to stick to that, even though the one of the new callers is also one of the newest, so it'll be after, but we don't have to go in order. There's no, There's no rule that says you have to... Follow every rule except the first rule that we're going to follow where the new callers go first. Does anybody have any idea what's going on right now? I don't know. Long day. I'm watching the Vikings game right now. Um, I think I've cursed us because I just went on Twitter and somebody was like, ha, Vikings suck. And I was like, oh, dang, what's going on? I saw it was 14-0 and I was like, dang, they're getting just tore up right now. And then by the time I turn the game on, it's 7-14. to And then I watch as the Eagles look like complete hot garbage. Just look like the dumbest football team I've ever seen. First of all, that offensive line is keeping Jalen Hurts clean for like 18 and a half seconds. Second of all, every single play that I watched was a passing play, and I've never seen such wide open holes in my life. And they're like, nah, we're we're not going to run it. We're just going to throw it. Sounds kind of like the Packers, actually. And then Jalen seems to be the king of, hey, it's third and 14. Let's just get seven. That'll be fine. I don't, I don't know. So I, I... I don't know how it got to 14-0, or in this case now 14-7, but if the Vikings ended up, you know, winning the game, I apologize. That was a nice play by the linebacker there. Edwards, as I say, that's TJ as the old badger, TJ Edwards, I think. But um, tell you what, for a hype, and and maybe I'm going to eat my words because the Vikings end up scoring 40 points, but for a high-powered offense to score 23 at home week one against the Packers, whose defense fell on their face, and to uh, have seven Are they punting already? Dude, I missed a lot. That's awesome. So um, I'll be looking into, I know we're going to get the calls, but that'll be another one of the laughing at the enemies. I got to add some Viking stuff because that's kind of, kind of hilarious. But anyways, why don't we get started? First new caller of the day. uh, Let me get my settings set up. I know I could just pause it and do that, but I don't feel like it. We're doing it live. We're doing it live. Hey, it's Mr. Green from market number two checking in. What? Guess what? What? The Bears suck today. Yeah. The Bears are going to suck tomorrow. Yeah. And on Monday, we'll be saying the Bears still suck. Yes. As always. Ladies yes. and gentlemen, boys and girls, get yourselves ready. It's going to be great. The definition of a get right game. Packers 35, Bears 13. Go, Pack, go. I love it because obviously, as you can tell, that was before the game. So to go in with that much bravado, already, now we can sit here and just hear that knowing that, that that we just smashed them we didn't get to 35 we you know we should have because again we gave the ball away twice just about to score hey i got an idea let's fumble a handoff rogers and then uh, josh myers you know messed us up but uh yeah bears do in fact suck and now they are just one loss and they are just in a complete pit of despair but we'll cover that uh soon enough next new caller and this this happened late uh six something on monday so well after the game had started or finished 
Hey, Ryan. This is Travis. Uh, I'm from Fredericksburg, Virginia. First All time right. caller, long time listener. I just wanted to shout out with a few thoughts from after the game. I dig it. Um, first off, I guess I'll start with the uh, offensive side of the ball. I thought Rodgers had one heck of a game. Yeah. He wasn't perfect, and he made some boneheaded mistakes. Um, but I think that Chicago was the team to make those mistakes against, seeing as we were able to overcome with no problem. Exactly. Got a little sketchy there towards the middle, but we did just fine and came out with the dub. Um, but I think player of the game had to have been boy Aaron Jones. Of course. He killed it. Uh, Russian, I mean, almost 10 yards per attempt rushing over the season so far is insane. I know his usage is still down, but went up a lot that game, and that's something we need to see more of. Um, but on a lower note, the, uh, Christian Watson, man, that guy just gets me, he gets me riled up. Yes. That's the guy I want to see out on the field. And every time I do, I have my eyes on him because I just want to see Same. what he can do, who he can beat, and how he does it. And I love how they're getting them used on those end arounds. And oh, I loved how the announcers also pointed out, I think his speed somewhat acts against him because if you see when he hits those corners, yeah. he's going so fast, he's taking hard hits. Yeah. And thankfully yesterday he held on to both those balls, but both those hits he took looked like he could have easily fumbled them. But – being able to take the contact and still extend the play and try to get an extra few yards after that, he is just something else. And yeah, I mean, I think the the larger point is he can't really change direction. I, I noticed on Next Gen Stats he hit 20.6 miles. We had like three Packers, Jair, um, uh, <laughs> Christian Watson, and Sammy Watkins all hit over 20 miles per hour just last week. So we had three guys on a list of probably, I don't know, how, what do they put – 20 on there. I was looking at the wrong team. I thought he just threw a pick. Dude, the Eagles are flying. Um, but again, just on a, on these little end runs. But you know, 20.6 miles an hour, and you're trying to make sharp cuts to go from lateral to north and south. I would love to know how many other guys are running end arounds, cracking 20 and a half miles an hour. I'm sorry, that just blows my mind. But yeah, so that, that's kind of the tricky part. And yeah, I, I think you know, he saw. Ooh, he's going deep there, boys. Uh, we saw Rodgers after that, I think, first or maybe it was the second pop, um, kind of give him a little smile, sort of a um, welcome to the NFL kind of a thing. But no, I, I you know, I think we just got to be patient because, again, he's open a lot. He really is. I, I, I saw I haven't looked at it personally, but Sam Holdman Holman showed one where he got open deep and didn't matter because we ended up throwing it to Lazard and he caught it and it converted. So everything was fine. But you know, I I have a feeling it's going to be very similar to last week, where every time you watch it, he's he's getting open, he's getting behind the defense, but the the trust isn't quite there yet. And I think it was important for this game. I'm fine with it because our offense just needs to kind of get into a rhythm. Man, the Eagles are just tearing them up. This makes me so happy. They're just so much better than the Vikings. <laughs> it's exactly what I said too. They're going to run the ball. You got one of the best running teams against one of the worst run defenses. So sorry. I think after what happened last week, it's important for the offense to just kind of feel okay. And so Rodgers kind of leaned on, first of all, we leaned on the run, which was extremely successful, but he also leaned on Cobb, he leaned on Lazard, and even Sammy, who's a veteran, who he's kind of in sync with, and he can trust a little bit more. He just leaned on him a little bit, but they still made sure to get the young guys involved, so they used Christian on the end around stuff, they used Dobbs on the, the, on the wide receiver screen, which was wildly successful. And so they're they're kind of checking all the boxes. As much as I would love for them to just make those guys the one and two and just launch down the field and go absolutely nuts, I think they did what they had to do. It's important that you know we don't have another week of trying to do too much with the rookies and they make mistakes and Rodgers gets upset and it, it ruins our rhythm because rhythm is so important as we drive down the field and we did such a great job staying in rhythm, short third downs that we just... You know, you just bring in A.J. Dillon on a third and two, it's automatic. And we had a ton of those. And I think we converted every single one of those short third downs. No way. That run from Jalen Hurts was awesome. <laughs> oh, man. Anyways, I forgot where we left off, so I'll just let you continue. My bad. And, uh, defense, man, that first drive was a little scary. But after that, they locked it down. Yeah. Like I said, same thing, and towards the third quarter, fourth quarter, they started to give up a little bit, but they held it down. Run defense needs to improve, no yes. doubt. They uh, let Montgomery kind of have his way with them a couple times on those long drives that the Bears were able to get going, but 
That seemed more few and far between overall. Team looked very good. I know it's Chicago, so that's not saying a whole lot. But from after last week to this week, that's exactly what I wanted to see. And by gosh, I am very excited to see us play Tampa next week and uh, hopefully give Tom his first loss that he very much deserves this year. All right, Ryan. Appreciate everything you do. Podcast is amazing. Let's do it every day. Go Pack Go. Thank you, brother. Um, yeah, I mean, next week's going to be tough. I, I would guess we're going to be underdogs in that game. I don't know. I haven't looked yet. That would be my assumption. And, and to be honest, where I'm at right now, I, I think that would be deserved. What the heck kind of a throw was that? I got to stop watching. Um, they're just they're, There would need to be another step. There was a big step from week one to week two. We just need one more to go into next week. And, and honestly, the, the step would just be clean it up a little bit more. Clean it up all the way. Don't give away two nice drives. You know, don't let them drive all the way down the field and embarrass you. And, and certainly do not get cooked on the ground because especially with Tampa Bay being the kind of team that they are real stingy run defense, which is like the one thing we got going real well right now. And then with all their wide receivers out, they're obviously going to want to run the ball a ton. So this is looking like a matchup nightmare if we can't do those two things. Pass the ball because we're going to have to do that against Tampa Bay and, um, and, and stop the run. But yeah, I'm excited about it. Let's get to Travis's second call. He called right after. Hey, Ryan. It's Travis from Fredericksburg, Virginia again. I, hey, man. I just forgot to note. Also, I'm sure other people will point this out, but I thought it was quite something else that the uh, media decides to uh, ditch the whole <laughs> Devontae versus Packers wide receivers narrative this week, seeing as, you know, Devontae was held to two catches for, what, 25 yards and tud. Meanwhile, you know, Sammy Watkins only had three for, what, 93, 94 yards? I mean, it was a lot. we didn't hear a peep about that on the, you know, their fancy little graphics they put up every, every you know, right. quarter last week. But this week they, they decided to uh, not talk about that, which was just something else for me. But, uh, yeah, just another little thought. Hey, go back, go. Yeah, and that's exactly what I said last week. The only way you're going to do it is when our wide receivers, and I don't mean collectively, I mean one of them has a better day than Devontae. And once that happens, they'll be too embarrassed to talk about it, and they won't talk about it, and it probably won't come up again because they'll, they'll be too, I mean, again, it's going to be stupid if next week they're like, oh, let's see how they're doing. Like you said, Watkins just cooked them last week in week two. So I think we're done with that. So, you know, and that's, that's what it is. It's just chipping away at, at these narratives. I don't know as far as the trust with the rookie receivers, that's going to keep lingering, but Hey, we got a a nice win. So they're not going to be beating the Packers over the head with it too much. But I mean, there are legitimate questions. I'm, I'm probably more concerned with our offense now than I was prior to the season. And, And I know I'm probably in the minority about that. And I'm sure excited about our ability to run the ball right now. Um, but as far as like being a very well-rounded offense that's able to attack through the air and everything when we need to, I, I don't know that we have that. I don't know if we have that sort of, we're going to take what we want sort of offense, especially through the air. I think we have limited ability until we get these rookie receivers kind of going and, and kind of get into a full rhythm. Because I think the guys that Rodgers trusts are great, but somewhat limited. Sammy would be the probably the most dynamic weapon we have. So, I mean, at least we have that. And who knows, maybe week two kind of unlock that. So he's going to be sort of that big play guy. Um, You know, and then we have Dobbs and we have Watson, who still can do some things here and there. But I I just kind of feel like with Tampa Bay coming up, we're going to need to be able to be a little closer to perfect. And I know Tampa's been struggling, but it's still Tampa and it's still Tom Brady. And he's going to play a clean game. He's going to play a, a, a tight game. And he's going to make it real tough. And so is that defense. They know exactly how to beat the Green Bay Packers. You put pressure on Aaron Rodgers, you make him uncomfortable. You get them frustrated, and and that's it. That's that's what you do, and they do it well. So, I mean, offensive line is going to be. I know that wasn't the point of the call, but that's going to be important. All right, let's let's go back to the beginning. We got calls coming in from before the game. Um, we'll comment on what's rele- relevant up to that point, I suppose. Hey, Ryan, it's Garrett. Uh, just calling in uh, to give my opinion on just a couple things uh, before the game Sunday night. Um, I think, uh, number one, LaFleur needs to stop trimming his eyebrows <laughs> so tight and, uh, let himself start getting a little bit meaner looking. True. Sometimes he just looks like a, a French waiter out there on the sidelines. Okay. Like the guy needs to get a little demonstrative and puts, uh, put a little scare into some of these guys because I feel like <clears throat> they're, they're playing a little bit <clears throat> maybe too relaxed, in my opinion. Um, 
and I do agree with a lot of the other callers that Rogers needs to lead, and a leader sets the example, and I feel like he needs to go to his wide receivers, and he needs to encourage them. He needs to tell them, hey, look, this is going to be okay. I've been through this before. This is what we're going to do. We're going to win this game. He needs some positive reinforcement instead of all this hippie jive, oh, woe is me sitting on the sideline worrying about himself. And it's just getting old. It's starting to wear thin on me. But uh, I wanted to predict that I think they will get right on this game. I think Jair Alexander's starting to, uh, you know, provoke the, the fans to say and get loud during the game and, and all this stuff. I think they're all jacked up for this game. So my prediction is that they do get it right and they score uh, 38 and the Bears score 6. <laughs> so go back, go. Let's see what happens. Have a good one, Ryan. Well, you you were right. Um, a little bit, um, a little bit heavy-handed on both ends of that. But yeah, I mean, they, they were. I was a little worried, as uh, the one of the previous callers said about how the game started. Not just because they drove down and scored. You just felt a lack of energy. I mean, I, I remember early on somebody had caught a pass, and one of the Packers defenders was kind of trying to tie him up. And there were literally Packers guys standing there, like standing around, not not running over to help, not trying to bring them down, nothing. They and then they kind of slowly jogged over, like, oh, you don't you don't have them? Let me let me slowly leisurely walk over in your direction and see if we can figure this whole thing out. That made me real nervous because the Bears are marching down the field on us and we're showing no effort, and um, it was it was scary. You know, we we get three and then they get seven, and it's like, oh man, we might be in for it here. But um, they woke up, which is which is great. Maybe they just needed that. Maybe they just thought it was going to be too easy. They needed to get really punched in the mouth and get scared and um, wake up, I guess. And fortunately, guys like Razul Douglas really helped to awaken that because he played super fired up. He's screaming and going nuts, and it just seemed like everybody fed off his energy and, and his violence, and Stokes was really playing. The DBs in general, I, I think the corners played lights out. Jair obviously got the pick. Razul was smashing people, and Stokes just looked like he was glue on everybody. So real excited to see those guys. As far as Rogers' leadership thing, you know, I mean, it just kind of is what it is. Um, I don't really think he's going to change it, and yeah, it's going to be kind of annoying at times. Um, he just handles things the way he handles things, and that's kind of it, you know. I don't see him changing very much at this point. His whole thing is is to, and I, you know, I, I think I, I, I compare him to a lot of other quarterbacks, but in reality, depending on what it is we're talking about, his main way of handling things is to basically say, this is where we are, get up on my level or get off my field. And in reality, if you think about the best quarterback, you think about Tom Brady, I guarantee you that's exactly how he operates. Tom Brady has never sat down next to a rookie and patted him on the helmet and said, it's going to be okay, bud. I remember there was a story, I don't think it was about a rookie, but Peyton Manning, at one point, just sent, sent somebody off the field. I think he dropped a pass, and um, he went off the field, and then the coaches tried to send him back on the field, and he, he just said, get off. Get out. You're out of here. You're not playing with me. You know, I mean, that's, it's, I mean and that's the kind of stuff we're talking about, but th- this, is what, this is what great quarterbacks do. I'm here to play big boy football. We're, we're here to be a championship football team, you know, and I, I don't have time for this. If you're going to come out here and play on my level, great. If you're not, then get out. And I know all of us kind of want to have them have him coddle them a little bit because there is sort of a mental thing to it and an emotional aspect to it, and it probably is making things worse. And yeah, you definitely don't want to ice him out. You want to throw to him, but I think that's just what it is. I mean, the, the even Packers Bears, you know, is as bad as the Bears are. This is championship style football. This is NFL caliber football. Now, I make fun of Roquan Smith all the time for not being super great, but that dude. He, he knows what's going on out there. He's extremely intelligent. He's extremely fast. He can do a lot of different stuff. And a lot of the guys on that field, even though compared to a lot of the Packers guys, are not quite on that level. You take a really bad but experienced NFL football player and put him up to, next to a guy that just has no idea what he's doing. Rodgers is like, man, we got to try to beat these guys. And I can't do it with you. I know the Bears are bad, but that's, that's beyond the point. We're not going to beat them with a bunch of guys that don't know what they're doing. And so, you know, I'll, I'll bring you along nice and slow during the training camp and everything else, but right now we got to win games. So it's, it's, it's aggravating, but it is what it is. And I, I think to some degree there's some validity to it. It's, it's all it is is get on my level. 
and that's all you're going to get. And again, I'm with the whole like Christian Watson in particular. I'm I'm super excited because we can see him just running beautifully, blazing speed and getting open. But as long as Rodgers goes out and and he peeks up and sees that you're not where you're supposed to be, even though we see him open, Rodgers says you're open there, you're supposed to be open there. There's there's a, there's a disconnect. You're still not quite getting it. So he's not going to get the ball, but once he gets on the page, it's going to be lights out. And so, you know, we I've been listening to Bears podcasts all day long. Um, so I've been hearing a lot of, you know, I'm willing to be patient and he's young and all this stuff. But it's about guys that just straight up suck. You know, Justin Fields and their Kyler Gordon and all these guys. It's not a matter of we've seen some really good things, but here no, it's it's they're garbage, but someday they won't be garbage. I'm talking about a guy that's getting wide open. He just isn't quite understanding. There's so much nuance to all this and and you know, I talked about it last year at some point about like exact precise angles and speed. And even on that play where Watson was running wide open down the field and Kurt Bankert's like, well, no, he's not open, which again, I far be it for me to argue with an NFL quarterback, but I'm still kind of gonna BS. <laughs> he's open. But Bankert's whole thing was he needed to gear down to kind of telegraph to Rogers, like, I'm, I'm going to slow down so that you can fit it in here. He didn't. So he didn't feel like he could have. There's so much nuance, and, and they just, that's just kind of what they're, what they're lacking. And so complex things down the field are not getting as much. More simple things like just stand there and catch it and then run up field, like these wide receiver screens, or trusting them with a little bit of that. But that's just what it's going to be for now. Hi, Ryan. Mike Cabrini, a.k.a. Packers Superfan. What up? Hey, Ryan, just want to uh, touch base with you. Uh, I know there's been some questions about my – uh, total touches number yes. 32 for the Packers for AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones. So it's touches, not carries. Good call. Touches, not carries. I'll have to look into that. Um, by the way, I think we did have like 33 carries. I, I just casually kind of looked at it and did some quick math in my head, and I think it was 33. Um, but it was so even just carries. But you're right. You did say touches. My bad. I, you know, whatever. Doing shorthand in my mind. Uh, so, uh, just to be clear, um, I don't care if it's a, if, if they're running the ball or if they're pa- catching the ball, um, but they need to touch the ball 32 times a game. I think last week total for the two, it was 23. I think the number was 23, um, with, uh, Dylan having five receptions, Aaron Jones having three, uh, along with the, the rushing attempts that they had, which of course was inadequate. So that's what I mean. Touches, not, not carries necessarily. Um, but they just need to be a they need to be a, a, a integral part of the offense, and if they can get to those thirty two touches per game, they're going to win those games. Thanks, Mike. I'd just like to point out that you've provided zero clarity <laughs> as to my question of um, where you're getting that number from. Again, maybe you're just kind of kind of you know shooting at a target that makes sense. I'm just I'm just wondering because you sound so specific about it. it has to be exactly 32. Just wondering where you get that from. Um I'll look into that not today though. Uh let's get to Nate. Hey, what's up, Brian? Um just wanted to give a few quick thoughts of my own. Uh I'm feeling pretty good about the game. I think the Packers can pretty easily handle the Bears yeah. uh, because they've got a terrible terrible football team. But uh, well, for lack of a better term, shit the bed. Um, they don't really have anything to lose. Uh, you know, they're a bad team. Most of them know they're a bad team, and they're not really going to do anything this year. But we kind of have everything to lose because if we lose this game, the whole team's going to melt down. Yeah. And I think starting with two losses against division rivals could ripple into our season. Uh, and then on a more positive note, I wanted to kind of share something that I saw the other day. Did you know that AJ Dillon uh, like collects football cards and he gets them signed by yeah. players on his own team, and he like goes to other players after games and he gets these cards signed. Uh, he's got like one of the base collections uh, probably of anybody, including of himself. He collects his own cards and he signs them. Uh, it's pretty interesting. Look it up. Check it out. Go back up. So I did know that about Dylan. I mean, I, I, as far as like the size of his collection, I didn't know, but I knew he was a big um, card collector, and that that's kind of a cool nugget. I didn't know he got other people to sign it, but it makes sense. And it's, I mean, if that's like a big hobby of yours, that, what a cool thing! Imagine if your biggest hobby, something you love to do, is to collect, you know, NFL cards or whatever, 
but you have the ability to go up during a game and start handing them out to people and be like, hey, man, you mind signing this for me? <laughs> That's like not only was the card signed because a lot of these cards are signed. You know, the people, they, they do these signings. They sit down at a table and they just start scratching off sign, 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 sign. This is like during a game. You know what I mean? Or right after a game or whatever the case. Um, that's kind of crazy. I don't know if he has like a pen in his sock or whatever. And when most people are going over giving hugs and like, hey, good game. He's like, hey, sign my card, please. <laughs> sign your card. Um, and you're right with the Bears game. That that would have been pretty catastrophic. And, you know, the scary thing is you really start to see, you know, I, I spent a lot of time trashing the Bears and how bad they are and, and talking a lot of trash. But I was pretty scared when I went back and watched the all 22 of the Bears because the problem is it's one thing to stare at stats and, and, and uh, you know, just kind of mock them generally about how much they suck and their offense sucks and their quarterback sucks. But suck is kind of relative, right? <laughs> it's kind of hard to know exactly what that means. But um, sorry, I'm getting distracted by the Eagles' amazing special teams. When you watch it, when, when you get it in your head, what a picture of they suck looks like, and then you actually watch it, it's like, they don't suck, though. You know what I mean? Like, the the gap between really good teams and really bad teams isn't as big as you'd think. You know, especially when you realize, you know, being a really good team and really bad team comes down to a handful of plays. Is that Jalen Hurts? Is he Hurts? <laughs> Sorry. You know, it's it's three guys along the defensive line doing their job and one guy getting blown off the ball, which causes that 20-yard rushing attempt. You know what I mean? It's it's not everybody just falling on their back and flailing like a fish. Like, oh, that's not what it is. And when you just see competence across the board, you know, it, it's kind of intimidating. Like, dude, we might lose to this team because guys are doing their job, you know? Granted, I don't think I saw Bosa lose a single rep aside from, like, double teams, but... You know, other guys across the board, you got offensive linemen that are actually doing their job and a lot of people doing a lot of stuff. And so um, point being, you know, that, that that's why NFL football is what it is. That's why you see, you know, things that are inexplicable at times where it's like, how in the world did that team lose to that? That's how, you know, the, the, the bad teams are going to give you those opportunities there. You know, you're going to see Justin Fields throwing picks and just throwing ducks. You, you know, you got a guy beat and he overthrows. And there was another play I saw. I think it was Equinemius came open or no, it was Mooney. Mooney was somebody Bears guys were showing clips of it. Mooney was just screaming down the field wide open. Looked like Justin Fields looked at him and came off it and, and dumped it down. You know, it's, it's little things like that. If it's Kirk Cousins, that's another we'd be talking about. Oh, here goes another busted play. And I don't know. But Fields didn't pull the trigger or didn't see him or whatever the case is. I don't know. But, um, you know, those are the little things that, quote unquote, garbage teams will give you to kind of give you an edge so that as long as you play really good football and really disciplined football and your guys win, you know, all four across the defensive line and all five across the offensive line more often than not, that's how you end up winning. And sometimes in the case of like Buffalo against Tennessee, you see 41-7 victories. You know, when you have a when you have a really good roster in which everybody's executing against Tennessee, who has sort of a not super great roster anymore, you know, it's been pretty decimated compared to what it was when it was a, a playoff contender, in my opinion, and they're not playing up to full strength. That's when teams just run away with these things. And we'll look at 41-7 or whatever the final score is going to be. Who knows? They'll get 60 by the time this thing's over. But we'll look at that as, as simply a measure of how much better Buffalo is in Tennessee. But I don't think that's necessarily the case. I mean, it's just, you know, if you if you have the ability to move down the field and Tennessee has no ability to stop you, you just keep scoring drives. Because again, you just keep executing in, in you know, at, at, a, at a errorless clip and Tennessee keeps making mistakes. They're having a bad night. Anyways, I don't even know what we're talking about. Oh yeah, but and again, that's, we, we, we could have lost the game and yes, it would have been pretty catastrophic. Hey Ryan, this is uh, Nico. Nico! Idaho. Yeah. Um, you know, I could care less about the Bears. I don't even like thinking about it. They're such trash. Yeah, that's what that, I've been uh, saying. I think we could probably start Jordan Love and win. That being said, I think Watson and Dobbs will get a touchdown, possibly both long, just to show the world, yeah, we got two new guys. Um, I think our defense will be pretty good, you know, guarding all those high saluting offensive players they have on the Bears teams. And we're going to crush them. The score will probably not be as blowout as possible because I see us getting like a two-touchdown lead, then scaling back and going three yards in a pile of dust and 
that them, is, you know, maybe only losing by 14 and it was never that close. Um, <laughs> that is, so, so you missed on the wide receivers, right? I mean, we did get to use our guys or whatever, but that was a heck of a, uh, knock that one out of the park as far as the, uh, how this game is going to go. Well done. But more importantly, we were, I was watching some college football today and, um, uh, there's another Collinsworth that does college football announces. I mean, is that his son, Chris Collinsworth? Is his younger, less retarded brother? I don't know. <laughs> um, like, oh, I was geez. thinking maybe Collinsworth will retire soon. Apparently, there's another one in the wings. Just step on in. He sounds the same. I didn't really listen to it, but God, I mean, I know nepotism, whatever, but geez, man, <laughs> can they can't end us with that, Collinsworth? And the last thing I got to say is the Pizza Pizza commercial. That the Rams quarterback, whose name I don't care to even mention, is the dumbest commercial I've heard in forever. There's so many cool, funny that? commercials, and the, literally it's like they had a three-year-old write that thing. Very disappointed in Pizza Pizza. Uh, pizza I'm never pizza. buying that pizza again because the commercial sucked. Wait a minute. So here's to a crushing of the loser yep. crappy bears tomorrow. Nailed it. And uh, go Pekka. Um. We got a lot of ground to cover here. First of all, Kirk Cousins just threw a pick, and that was hilarious. Um, Kirk looks great tonight. I think it was because somebody was hanging on him a little bit, but that makes me happy because they were about to score. They were flying down the field. Anyways, secondly, um, what did we talk about first here? Oh, yeah, you, you knocked the predictions out of the – or the one prediction out of the park, right? Smoked them, get up a lead, and then kind of slow down a little bit. Collinsworth, I don't know much about it other than there is a Collinsworth – and he's really trying to show off and do some stuff. Like he was he wasn't he the one that? Well, never mind. Because I'm never mind. All I know is people really don't like him. That's all I know. And I think it's because he's a Collinsworth. Not that we don't like Chris Collinsworth, but you know the the whole nepotism thing. And you know it's just it the fact that it's so blatantly obvious. And he's just kind of like, hey, what's up, guys? Let's just not talk about you know my dad. I mean, like I earned it. And by the way, I mean to be fair, he can't win. Like he could since he was three years old have wanted to be his dad and has done nothing but train to be his dad and, you know, is by far the most qualified person to do the job and nobody will ever care because they're going to say you only got this job because you're Chris Collinsworth or his, his kid. I don't, I don't super care enough, but you know, if he starts covering Packer games and really sucks, then I'm going to be just ruthless. Um, Rams quarterback, whose name I don't care to Mexican. I'm just reading it. That's what Google says. <laughs> I don't care to even Mexican. Dumbest commercial in forever. Pizza, pizza, commercial, Rams quarterback. All right, I got to look it up because I'm, I'm out of the loop here. It's good. Pizza, pizza. Again. Harder, readier. Let's go, let's go. Pizza, pizza. Pizza, pizza. No. Pull. High five. Pizza, pizza. pizza. Come on. Wow. Pizza, pizza. We're ready. Enjoy game day with a fanceroni pepperoni with over 100 old world pepperonis. Pizza, pizza. Um, yeah, that was pretty bad. That was pretty bad. Um, I will say this though, and I, I, I am ashamed. Uh, just we'll preface it with that as I'm watching the commercial. And although I'm hearing how stupid it is, all I'm thinking is that that pizza looks pretty good. I kind of want to get that pizza. And I know it's not, I mean, we're talking fast food pizza here, so it's not exactly you know, like the greatest thing in the world, but I still, I, you know, is it too much to ask for a guy to be like, I want to do a podcast and have a pizza here? You know, I mean, I don't drink, so I'd, it wouldn't be a pizza and a beer, but a pizza and a, and a Pepsi, like a two liter, you know? Just like back in my bachelor days, you just get a, well, let's be honest, two pizzas and, and wings and a two liter. We don't, it doesn't, the details aren't important, but, you know, that would be kind of nice. Just, just living the dream down here, doing my thing. I got a football game on. I'm talking football with my Packer friends over here. I got my Packers totem pole. I'm just missing a stack of pizzas and a two liter of Pepsi. You know, that's all I'm missing in my life. I got to call them and be like, hey, you want to sponsor the show? It's real cheap. It'll just cost you three pizzas and some wings and a two liter of Pepsi. All right, four pizzas. Listen, I can save a few slices for later. I cannot wait to just trash the Vikings so hard, so hard, so hard. Um, this is a good spot to take a break, but we're not going to because we have a billion calls and we haven't even gotten to the game yet. There's a lot of calls prior to the game. And so 
actually there's not too many left, but let's let's try to get all the pre ones done. Let's see if this one even works because there's no transcription available. Hey buddy. Yep. I it heard does. your uh Packernet after dark from the other night. Hey. Uh it's a good time. Uh, you know, that's all I've been listening to mainly because what other podcasts are there, really, when it comes down to it? You know, it's I don't Packernet know. after dark and then all the others. So um <sighs> You're- Nice. Anywho, I've been trying to troll uh, bear fans. By the way, it's nice, but also rude because I have another podcast that he apparently doesn't listen to. <laughs> I'll take it though. For the last week, and all these uh, bear fan uh, groups on Facebook, mm-hmm. admins have to approve uh, you joining the group before you can post, mm-hmm. and uh, it's. It's a whole thing. Yeah, um, no, I get it. But I'm working on it. I got like four different uh, Chicago Bears groups that I've been trolling there or trying go. to troll. And hopefully if I can't get anything for today, Sunday, uh, you know, uh, there's always the next game in the in the season. Um, I was going to troll the Detroit Lions uh, fans uh, a little early. No can do. But yeah. I joined their group, and they look really nice. Yeah. And uh, I'm still a huge fan of MCDC and the whole Lions team because of hard knocks. And I think this is their year to go all the way <laughs> to second place in the division. Yeah. And second or third? You know. Well, so if there's a- based on this Vikings game, it might be second. I'm I'm so glad I didn't watch Hard Knocks because there's so many people in love with them because of that, which seems crazy to me. But I I understand it because I've been that guy. Like when I think like the Bengals run, I, I haven't watched a lot of hard knocks since back in the day. Bengals are like, I don't know, it was Andy Dalton and AJ Green days. Um, I don't have the transcript here to remember what you were talking about. Oh, by the way, I saw that you didn't call back after the game. I'm guessing you've been trying to post in those Bears groups and you have probably been either kicked out or just none of those posts are getting approved. But these are uh, these are prime selling hours, you know. A.J. Brown's too good. Most underrated wide receiver in the entire NFL right there. Crushing him. You might need to get in some Vikings groups, by the way, uh, John, because the number one best offense in the history of the universe, the Minnesota Vikings, have scored a grand total of 30 points in two games. Uh, Well, I mean, it's only the third quarter. I'm sure they're going to score a bunch more points, but uh, this defense also looks pretty pathetic. Every time I say that, they get a big play, but I've never seen guys so wide open. Anyways, uh, do do do. Let's uh, let's continue on here. Sorry, hey, Lions fans listening. You know, good luck against uh, the Commanders. Yeah, um, it's a rough one. So, but that's all I got, man. Uh, I'll try to do better next time. Okay. Hope everything's going okay in your part of the world, and uh, I'll keep listening. Go pack, go. Next up, we got. Uh, well, I call him Bramble. I know that's not his name, but that's what he was a long time ago. Why did Zadarius just walk across the line? Anyways. Go ahead. Hey, Ryan. Hey, fam. Hey. Brandon. Hey, Bramble. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo looks like the cat that got the canary there on his first snap after he went down. Didn't look good. What does that mean? I know that's like a semi-common thing, but cat that got the canary. You just like excited, like, oh, man, I finally, I guess that kind of makes sense because, you know. You've been wanting it for a long time. Okay, I, I think I'm with you. Foot non-contact, right ankle, probably Achilles. My guess, this is a guess, but I'll call back later if I want to. Have a good one. <laughs> if I feel like it. Um, yeah, so Trey busted his ankle, out for the year, whole nine yards. Um, not to be insensitive, but, you know, the 49ers actually have a chance now. And unfortunately, that sucks for us because I was very excited for the 49ers to not bring Jimmy back in until it was kind of too late and he was going to have to work real hard to get him back into the playoffs. And they missed it, even though they were a really good team. But now they're going to get into the playoffs and they're going to be there and we're going to have to play him and it's going to be a whole thing. So that's going to be great. Hey, Ryan, it's Andy from Kansas. Hey. Uh, second quarter, backs up 10 to 7. And- they just blocked it. Are you kidding me? And what, did the kicker bring him down? That is stupid. That is stupid. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Andy. I just... Oh, that makes me angry. And was going to call earlier, but uh, just to, to uh, mention that 
I don't believe that Aaron Rodgers has lost to the Bears on Sunday night. By my count, he's 5-0. and So uh, hopefully that continues. Uh, looks like so far the Bears have been in maybe like a two-safety look. and So the Packers have been doing stuff near the line of scrimmage. Hopefully they can uh, pull them up towards and get some big ones. I hope that Christian Watson redeems himself. Or they think Rodgers should keep him in the loop and really make him a weapon. Thanks, bye. Yeah, um... Again, the with the yeah, he he is undefeated for sure. It's it's really not even close against the Bears. Um as far as the Watson thing, again, I, I think again, the cool thing is they did what they needed to do, but they also made a concerted effort to make sure that those guys were very involved. So I was I was happy with uh, the game plan there. Anyways, we're clearly in the game, so I think now would be a good time to take a break. Patreon.com forward slash pack underscore daddy if you'd like to support the podcast. And please don't forget about Fertile Ground Ranch Discipleship Ministry. Football is um, it's a lot of fun, and it's a great escape from real life. But real life is definitely a thing, and there's a lot of people out there that are really struggling, um, battling demons and having a hard time. My dad has been building this ministry for, I want to say, about 15 years. 15, 15-ish, over 15, 17, I think. And it is finally coming to fruition. They bought property. Uh, they bought a farm. And there's a place for people to live. They're getting animals on the property right now. And interception. Sorry, it's inappropriate. <laughs> but it's going to be a place for, for people that, that really need to disconnect from the world. You know, um, it's just a toxic environment. You know, you need to get away. You need to unplug. You need to disconnect. And so they'll be able to live on the premises and work the farm. And I'm very excited for um, for what God has in store for for my dad's ministry. It's it's an exciting thing. So if you want to support that, you can find links pinned to the top of my Twitter as well as the Packernet Podcast Facebook group. If you cannot find it and want to ask me, you can send me a question wherever you can reach out to me and I'll try to find it and get you links and everything else. But we'll take a break and we'll be right back. We all have smartphones and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. All right, we are in the throes of the game. This is now Sunday at 10 o'clock, so this must be right at the conclusion, I'm guessing. Uh, Mike is back on the line. Hey, Ryan. Mike Hebrain. Hey, man. A.K.A. Packers superfan. Going on. Hey, uh, good win for the Packers tonight. Yeah. Um, 37 touches by A.J. Dillon <laughs> and Aaron go. Jones. Yep. Um, like I said all week, 32 is the magic number, and they were at 37 tonight, and it's a victory. So fantastic job uh, committing to the run game and, and uh, sticking with it to the very end here. It was just good to see. Um, but I, I got to say, one thing that did bother me just a little bit is just the kind of the use, the way they're using Christian Watson. Um, you know, it's just kind of chicken little handoff passes. Um, I wonder if I paused it in time. I, I hate going back because my bleep button, oh, wrong button. My bleep button only works for my microphone. It like mutes it and bleeps it. It doesn't work for the computer, so I can't use it live. So I have to go back and add it, and it, I don't like it. So I just want to see if it worked. It did work. The uh, he didn't like the way they used Christian Watson. Got it. Sorry. Proceed. You know this 
guy was taken as a second round pick, I believe, very high. Um, in fact, he traded up to get him, and this is how you're going to use him. I just don't understand it. I think it's embarrassing. Um, but hopefully, I'll get that figured out. Um, good to see a victory, and and uh, you know, always good to see the Bears get beat. So, anyway, thanks, Ryan. Yeah, so I've kind of already commented on it a few times, and, and again, I, I we know how the Packers are, and there's a very clear effort to push them in a way that we haven't seen from other players. We didn't see it with A.J. Dillon. We didn't see it with uh, Amari even today. They're, 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 to this day, they're not doing it. He's had one offensive snap in two games. So they know what they have in Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs, and they also know how badly we need them to contribute. Otherwise, they just wouldn't be on the field. We don't need the bodies. We have the bodies. We don't need them to be out there, especially as often as they are. So they're pushing them. They're just not ready yet, and I think that we're going to see it soon enough. Just a couple stats here. Somebody asked me this on Twitter, so I'm going to kill two birds with one stone here. Um, looking at other rookie receivers, for the, the, the first thing, only 13 wide receivers have a single target so far in the NFL right now. Rookie receivers. Only five have more targets than Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson. Kyle Phillips in Tennessee, Jahan Dotson in Washington, Chris Olave in New Orleans, Drake London in Atlanta, Garrett Wilson uh, for the Jets. George Pickens has less. Traylon Burks has less. Alec Pierce has less. Sky Moore. Sky Moore hurt? Oh, some of these don't have the, why is there only one game? Well, some of these maybe don't apply because there are only one game. But the, the point is they're, they're right on track with kind of everybody else. Garrett Wilson is the only one that's significantly higher than everyone. And you got to remember, Garrett Wilson is probably their wide receiver one right now. Drake London absolutely is their wide receiver one. Um, Chris Olave is not the wide receiver one, but he's, he's sort of that clear number two. In Green Bay right now, it's just not that way. I think maybe there was a chance that Watson would be that guy, but with him being out all of training camp, it's just not. And again, you know, and I know this is kind of probably your point that this is what annoys you is that it is the Packers way, but it is the Packers way. Um, and, and Rodgers is going to ensure it even if, even if they want to force it, because the fact of the matter is these guys don't exactly know what they're doing. Now, I'm sure there have been, in fact, I know there have been opportunities, at least for Christian Watson, probably for Romeo Dobbs. And I think next time when I do my um, breakdown or whatever, I'm going to look at both of those guys and just kind of take a look at what they did on each of these routes just to kind of take a look at it. But again, the point is I really really wouldn't worry because the, the most important thing is that Rodgers really does want them to get involved. It's that, you know, Rodgers and LaFleur both really like them, really want them to contribute, really want to get them on the page and really want to get them touches. They're just not ready. And so there's there's really just three guys in the NFL right now, and these are big time, you know, Chris Olave, Drake London, and Garrett Wilson. Right? These are, I think, all early first round picks. Those are the only three that have any significantly, you know, like double the amount of targets that our guys have. And by the way, double the amount of targets that pretty much everybody else has right now. Traylon Burks is in Tennessee, so that's why we don't see him yet. I don't know what kind of targets he has today. I can look it up. Yeah, so it looks like he's their number one receiver as well, uh, which makes sense because they got rid of everybody. AJ Green. Um, was there, or uh, AJ Brown, excuse me, was their top receiver. He's currently playing on the other team over here that I'm watching the Eagles. Julio Jones is over in Tampa right now. So yeah, Traylon Burks is their number one guy. He's got six more targets on the day. So yeah, he, he leapfrogs our guys. So I, I, I would just say, be patient. The combination, especially with Christian Watson of Watson getting open, LaFleur and Rogers really liking them and wanting them to get the ball. These two things can only stay separated for so long. And I think it's just, the, especially against the Bears, really needing to win that game, really needing to be able to stay into a rhythm and not get thrown off by guys not knowing what they're doing. Those are kind of the, the, the big factors that are keeping this from, you know, and, and having other guys to rely on. You know, again, Christian Watson was open. He didn't throw it. Why? Because Alan Lazard was open and we needed, it was a critical third down. And Rodgers knew if I throw this pass right there, he's going to catch it. We're going to get a first down. I just don't want to throw it to Watson. He didn't even bother to take his eyes up because I don't need to because I got my guy right here. And so, you know, I don't think it's anything to really worry about. Plus, let's be honest here, Mike, elephant in the room. The biggest reason we didn't need your the, the two rookies that you're excited about, you know what I'm going to say, <laughs> Sammy Watkins had himself a little bit of a day. I'm just saying. <laughs> Speaking of, I just read. <laughs> oh, boy. Here we go. 
Yeah, I just want to see if we can do a wellness check on Packers Superfan because Sammy Watkins, pretty fun to watch out there. <laughs> no, I yeah, Sammy, Sammy had a good day, man. Mike, I listen. Here's the deal, Mike. You, you got to at least admit that this is better than you were expecting, right? And and if nothing else, even if you thought, okay, well, he's going to have one good day, he'll be injured by week four or whatever, fine. But against the Bears, sure are happy we had him. Because obviously Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs are not where we need them to be to be a vertical threat. Alan Lazard was not a massive impact in this game. I mean, Lazard and Cobb were kind of the, you know, they'll get us the, that five-yard um, first down conversion type players. We needed somebody to kind of be that vertical dynamic threat. And if the rookies can't do it, we don't have anybody else. We kind of needed Sammy in this game, bottom line. And hopefully there comes a time when we don't need Sammy because we got the two rookies and, and they've kind of overtaken him. But in the meantime, he's our threat right now. He, he's probably the, the biggest weapon that we have that isn't a running back on this entire team until you know either Lazard really hits a stride of some kind or the rookies kind of get in rhythm with, with Rodgers. Watkins is the guy. So if nothing else... We should be happy that for now he's bridging that gap and, and providing us that that level of talent and that dynamic and and I don't know I, I really should just keep going with the calls because we have so many but I love the overlap because on one hand you've got again you can put Watkins Dobbs and Watson out there and you've got three vertical threats and then you got Watkins and Lazard out there and you've got two big blocking receivers right so it's kind of a cool thing about another cool thing about. Uh, about Watkins, he's simultaneously a Lazard and a, I'm not going to say Christian Watson because he doesn't have that level of speed, but he, he, I mean, he's kind of a Dobbs, I would say. I would say he's at least Dobbs in terms of being a vertical threat. So he's like a, a combination of Dobbs and, and Lazard. So I, I don't hate that. All right, let's keep it rocking here. That's right, Ryan. You have started a fire. I think we are on our way, dude. What a win. It oh, wasn't man. something we could brag about, but I think it's uh, going in the right direction. It was definitely oh, a get-right win. Yep. Hopefully guys got the mistakes out of their system. Go Pack Go. Now it's on to Tampa. Have a good one, Ryan. I need to, I need to turn this TV off because the commercials, the food commercials are killing me. I'm obviously a little bit hungry here. Got these chicken sandwiches from Chick-fil-A. Anyways, brag away. Absolutely brag away. If Bears fans can brag about winning in a quote-unquote monsoon, if I have to hear Bears fans say monsoon one more time, for the love of everything, drama queens, I swear, monsoon. Yeah, for one quarter after you guys already won the game. Got it. Yeah, I know. It rained. I'm sorry. Greatest team to ever play in a monsoon, the Chicago Bears. Actually, the second best team to ever play in a monsoon because the 49ers were a better team in that game. But anyways, we don't need to worry about that because it wasn't a monsoon. It was rain. Sorry. Please continue. Ryan is book smart. <laughs> and I am street smart. <laughs> and book smart. Uh, I would say, Ryan, you are podcast smart. Yes. You are barbecue smart. Yes. You're smart for marrying your wife. Yes. And your listeners are smart for listening to you. Dang. Have a good one, Ryan. There it is. There it is. Let's keep the train going. Roger, this is oh, this is 7 a.m. I guess we're done with the night calls. Let's see what else we got going on here. Hey, Ryan, this is Roger calling from North Carolina. Roger, Roger. Wasn't that great? Yeah, it was. Just as you talked about a while back, as soon as the Bears scored a touchdown, my texts were blowing up from friends of mine in Chicago, and I put <laughs> that in quotes, friends. And I just sat there and waited. Yep. That's that you can do. So great. Just wait. And then I just realized that I think the closest to predicting the score, and I took Aaron Jones as my blow-it-out player of the day. Nice. So I'm feeling feeling great. Anytime you beat the Bears, is just, just the best week of all. And now, let the Vikings lose tonight. My golf buddy will be miserable. Yeah. And it's looking good so far. There will only be one undefeated team left in the NFC, and that will be the team that uh, we get to take on next week. Yep. So, enjoying the show, buddy. Hope you enjoyed the game. I'm sure you did. See you later. It's looking pretty good. 24-7, the high-powered offense, most elite offense in the history of the universe, has only managed seven against the Eagles, who must have the best defense in the world, except for the part where the Lions scored like 50 points against them. But 
Um, yeah, it's a weird thing, man. I don't know what's going on here, but I'm, I'm guessing, although crazy, another drop. I've never seen so many drops in my life. Well, I mean, that's three, but still, it's a lot of drops that I've seen in the short period of time that I've been watching this. Holy cow. Vikings, what are you doing, man? Laughing at the enemy is going to be wild. It's going to be wild. And I am excited. You know, last week, we were the only ones that got to have any fun. Lions don't count. The Bears won. The Vikings won. They shoved it in our face. This week, we beat the Bears. and The Vikings look like hot garbage. Please hang in there. Stop missing tackles. Hang in there. Whatever your name is, Eagles. Get this W embarrass the vikings because because i need it a little payback one week it's all you get and it's back to running through green bay wisconsin hey back daddy it's nate uh What's up, nate? i have a problem oh, all no. right so i'm obviously really excited about the win that yeah. was fantastic to see i thought it was a great performance um little mistakes here and there obviously we can get those cleaned up i think right um i think it was a great comeback after that vikings loss but I, I think I've been telling you for a while about my whole jersey uh, problem, how I think my jersey is cursed. Uh, I was talking about it last season. I think I've confirmed it. I, oh, no. I wore it for the Vikings game. Okay. And then right before this game, I had a really bad feeling, and I took the jersey off. Okay. And I put it into the laundry, and clearly we won. So I, I honestly think that the jersey is cursed because every time I wear it, I was wearing it for both <sighs> NFC Championship games where we, where we got blown out. Um, it's, it's honestly weird. And I want to know if you know a way to remove a sports curse or yeah. maybe Clayton's got some weird Southern thing where he, you know, right. sacrifices a chicken or I, I don't, it's I a don't know. What, it's a I don't know. Thing. Maybe he'll know something, but. I need some advice. How do I get rid of this curse? Because it's the only jersey I own because I'm not uh, I'm not rich. Go back, go. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say burn it, but I you know, some people some people aren't in a position to just be burning jerseys willy nilly. I get that. And I oh balls out, you suck. Um I love this game so much. I'm enjoying this as much as I enjoyed the Packer game. Because it's all good and no stress, which is awesome. Um Man, Fletcher Cox is a big boy. Holy cow. Yeah, I don't think the Claytonese people deal with that. I mean, if he was from New Orleans, maybe, you know, they might know a little bit about the the voodoo, but I don't think the Appalachian folk get into that so much. I don't know. It's not my it's not my thing. Snake handling, maybe, but but I don't know about like the voodoo stuff. The the only thing I could think is trial and error, man, because you you need to turn that from a bad omen into a good one. So maybe Maybe it's sort of a two negatives equal a positive. So my my first thought mathematically would be, is there another bad omen in your house? Do you have a cursed Packers hat or, you know, cursed underwear? Anything that just, anything else you've noticed that kind of doesn't go great? Even It could just be something that you do. You know, when when I'm late to get home to watch the game, the Packers always struggle. Maybe you got to walk in the door five minutes after after the game starts or something. You know, I'm not saying miss the game, but you know, just like burst in the door at kickoff and throw the jersey on or something. You know, I'm just saying. You you could go if you have any other negative thing, do both of them at the same time. See if that helps. Otherwise, we have to cleanse the jersey, and I I, I you know not my thing either. I'm a Midwestern guy. I don't know much about about but all that stuff, the juju and the voodoo and the the witch doctor stuff. I was tempted to call Miss Cleo when I was younger, but I, I didn't do it. So, but that's that's the extent of my understanding of anything even remotely involving anything like that. Also, she's a fraud. They all are, but that's not the point. Um, that's a funny part of that that never even dawned on me before. Miss Cleo's a fake. Well, duh. <laughs> you didn't know that? She was blatantly a fake for many years, but you find out her accent isn't real and you get upset about it? How much money is you rip people off by being a fake, and you're fine with that part of being a fake, but you better not speak different than you do normally. <laughs> but I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see if, if anybody out there has anything. Call in 608-501-0718. Let me know if you got any ideas. Wash it inside out. Oh, you threw a pick, you loser. Is he going to get a touchdown? I hate that they're going to get something out of that. They're going to get free points because you suck. Unbelievable. 
And they're going to be proud of it too. Like, yeah, we got points. <laughs> we went 11 yards and got points. That's what Kirk Cousins sounds like when he talks. Yeah, points. High five me, everybody. Get points. Dork. Um, do we end it on that? I think we're going to end it on that. We've got, um, honestly, I could see JJ's here, and I know he has like some actual serious questions he wants me to look up, and I'm just, it's 10 o'clock right now. I don't have time. I don't have time anyways, but we got to get rocking, and I need to have time to be able to look into that stuff. But anyways, here's to uh, rooting for the Vikings and whatnot. They may actually be, they might not actually get points on this, because they have to get seven. They might turn over on downs. I have this weird impulse to not end the podcast so that we can experience this together, even though you will have already seen it by now. Anyways, you guys have a great day. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye-bye.